From coast to coast across America, it's the U.S. Property Podcast with the latest real estate news, interviews, and market trends. And welcome to the U.S. Property Podcast from coast to coast across America with the very latest in real estate property news, trends, and predictions all available to you on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Wow, the very first episode coming to you on this Friday morning, the ninth day of February for 2024, and it feels like we just said goodbye to January and already well into the month. And if you are looking to be informed about the US real estate property market, we are going to be each week having multiple episodes to help you better understand understand your local property market. Yes, we are going to be covering all 50 states, so there's a lot of real estate information to unpack with the most knowledgeable property commentators in the country. We will be talking to all of them and on a regular basis. And first up this morning, we are going to the San Diego real estate market, where incidentally, the The Canadian rock band The Guess Who is going to be performing tonight in San Diego, still blasting out in 2024 after forming the band back in 1965. So enjoy the concert if you are headed there tonight. And we are catching up this morning with Jeff Grant from Sand and Sea Investment in San Diego, which is one of my favourite cities. And San Diego, it has its own relaxed pace of life, although when it does come to real estate, there is nothing sleepy about the number of real estate transactions taking place every year in San Diego. So let's welcome in Jeff Grant. He's the principal broker and owner of Sand and Sea Investments to the US Property Podcast. And good morning, Jeff. Great to have you on. Good morning, Craig. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. So before we get into talking about real estate, I do like to find out a little bit about the people that we have on the US Property Podcast, because there is always a little bit more going on than just real estate in the background. And I want to dive in first and ask you about you worked as the operations manager for the PGA Tour, where you manage the on-site operations for its national and international events. Now, real estate is all about being organized and being very well planned at times months in advance, especially if you are running a real estate company as you are there in San Diego. So tell us a little bit about your time on the PGA Tour. Yes, thanks for asking. It was a chapter of my life. I have found people love talking about a lot more than real estate. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, it was a job that I just could not have gotten any luck here. I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And I will forever be grateful. 
And when it came time for me to, to leave, it really was because of the traveling lifestyle. But as you said, I would travel mostly throughout the country, other times, parts of the world to run the on-site operations for the PGA Tour. And it was so much fun. But to be frank, there was a, a point I hit that I realized I'm not going to be able to live the life I want, both financially and personally, if I'm constantly traveling in the spirit of golf. So I reluctantly resigned. Fast forward now 15 years, I'm now on the host committee of the Farmers Insurance Open, which is San Diego's golf tournament. So it's, it's real fun to connect those dots. Now, the PGA Tour, as you would uh, think, there's, there's a lot of planning going on in terms of what you were doing. How did that sort of help you with running a real estate company there in San Diego? Because there's, there's a lot of things that you can bring from this experience. Yeah, what a great question. I have never been asked that. And and there's really one very loud, obvious similarity or commonality, and that is independence. When you show up to a tournament, I would come in a week in advance and you know, you must have all your ducks in a row and everything organized. It's the exact same with real estate, whether I'm managing my agents, managing clients, or just creating my task. It's really what you kill is what you eat. It's also one of the reasons I love the sport of golf. Like take the operations component out that these athletes, they must perform to, to make a living. So that's how the players play. That's how we ran the operations. And that's to this day, how I run my company. It was a, a huge benefit for me. Yeah, the other thing too is that you meet so many people doing a, a job like the PGA Tour and real estate is a people's business. You know, it's all about connections. It's all about those relationships. That would have helped you tremendously. I would say the relationship component has probably been my, my biggest asset for growth and marketing is really being focused on those relationships. And as you can imagine, when I left the PGA Tour, there were some cherished relationships I had that I knew were not going to translate over, but I'd committed at that time to you know getting on my feet when in the business and then, of course, getting plugged back into golf via the Farmers Insurance Open. And it has just been so fun because now some of those PGA Tour-related relationships are wanting to either buy or sell or rent. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, it's all connecting. Wonderful. Yeah. Now let's talk about you as a member of the San Diego Association of Realtors. This is the grievance committee which maintains ethics and integrity in the industry. I mean, this is a good one to be a part of because ethics, integrity, it's all intertwined with how somebody is presenting. Yes. And that committee, I, I was grateful to be allowed to be a part of it. As the broker of record, there are so many figurative landmines. We think we know them all. We obviously do not. And in a role like that, I was able to learn a lot more. And probably my biggest takeaway is that good communication will fix most all problems. It's when it, the communication is bad is, is when you know we have these, these discrepancies. And on the grievance committee, our simple effort was to prevent litigation. Uh, so we were the first step in doing that. And in terms of litigation, I mean, how much of a problem is that as we head into this uh, brand new year, of course, 2024, we are already in February, which is hard to believe, but there's always going to be those litigation problems. But how much of a factor is, is that in terms of where it was last year, where we're heading this year? Regarding litigation, last year is when kind of a new 
new phase came about and that that was when NAR was taken down about 1.8 billion along with major brokerages that they have to pay back and from what I understand, the fundamental reason was that the, the seller was being forced to pay the buying agent a commission. So it has brought a new concern to the industry. We're now in, an, in a time in our industry when agents are more concerned for their careers than they've been in the last 10, 12 years. Uh, we're getting pressure from, of course, the, the litigation, some of these new developments with NAR. And then the transaction quantities are down significantly from three to five years ago. So if one does not have a solid book of business, sphere of influence, they're really struggling right now. So being a residential real estate agent in San Diego, though it's, it's certainly opportunistic and good, it also comes with concerns. Yeah, and that's the point, isn't it? It is a pressure cooker situation, particularly if the listings are down. Now, just before we get to talk a little bit about just what is wonderful about the San Diego real estate market, you're an advisory board member, I believe, with Endeavor Bank, one of San Diego's newest and fastest growing banks. Boy, it's an honor to be a part of that. And and one of my biggest reasons was that down the road, I, I would like to offer mortgage services to my clients. You know, we're always trying to enhance how we can help and, and provide more harmonious service. So that's an effort towards that. So I appreciate you, you seeing that. Yeah, well, mortgages, of course, they're such a big player in the, the real estate market. Now, before I let you go, because today's really been about finding out a little bit about your backstory there, Jeff, but you know, San Diego, as I said at the top, it is one of my favorite cities. It is a relaxed lifestyle, but the, the pace of the real estate market, you know, it's not exactly sleepy, is it? No, it's not. And it's, it's cutthroat and competitive. There's a lot of money here. It's the people during COVID that came from San Francisco, Los Angeles, Vancouver, Scottsdale, from Mexico, People look, view San Diego as a as a value from all of those places, and for that reason, there's just a ton of money and a ton of cash, and it remains hyper competitive. Multiple offers, it's still very fierce out there. And in terms of interstate movers, I mean, how last year for 2023, how busy was that? Yes, so it, in fact, there was almost exclusively people either coming or going. The other major segment would have been like a family dynamic change, maybe a divorce or a death in the family. But those are the only clients that were moving anyway. So mostly it was those leaving were cashing out. Typically they were going to make X and then they were going to go buy a house elsewhere for half of X. Those that were moving in came with a lot of money. They were not afraid to overbid. And those that had been burned once or twice by other bidders, they really would bid high. I could give many examples. There's one off the top of my head. It was a list price of 1.5. We had multiple offers. A buyer from the East Coast offered 1.9 cash just to make the problem go away. So she was overpaid by 200000 above the next highest offer. <laughs> wow. It's all about long term, isn't it? If somebody is, is staying in that property five, 10 years, I mean, it's academic at the end of the day if they do pay slightly over market price. I love that you said that. I just told that to one of my buying clients this morning who was nickel and diming. I said, keep your eye on the prize. You're getting in this house. These are None of this will matter. So I love that you said that. 
All right, Jeff. Well, great to talk to you this morning. This is our uh, first uh, podcast with you, but you are going to be a regular contributor. I think we're going to be catching up with you every three weeks. We're going to be right across the San Diego real estate landscape, if I can put it that way. And I'll let you get out there and enjoy your real estate morning. Thanks a lot, Craig. I look forward to talking. We talk to some of the most influential people in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals. Hi, it's Kevin DeSilva coming to you from Los Angeles, and I'm excited to join Craig on the U.S. Property Podcast. I've seen a few houses get multiple offers, and I mean, I called on one house the other day that received 27 offers. They have started to come back. Surprise, surprise. They're missing the city life. And I actually think it's a very welcomed return where 12 or 24 months ago, I think that employees were still soaking up the idea of working from home, where four years ago, it was quite the opposite. And it doesn't matter what state you are in, we will be providing the latest insights, trends and predictions for your local area. I have to be honest, though, we probably won't get back to the level that we saw pre-pandemic until maybe 2025. The United States is short of 3 million homes. It's just difficult to build them, and it's partly due to capacity and construction. From powerful and up-to-date news to professional real estate experts with the latest property trends, know your property with the U.S. Property Podcast.